0: you, children. Thank you so very much. What an incredible truth which we all need to live by no matter how old we are. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the proverb upon which that song is based. Turn with me to Proverbs 20 and verse 11. even a child. I think it's fascinating that throughout the Bible, no matter what the age of the people are, we are referred to as children. And this morning, I'd like for us to look at the Scripture and the truths behind the song the children just sang. And I'd like to, this morning, preach to all of the children Yes, all of them that were here and their peers, but also all of the ones that are tall like me. For the truths that are real, and even as they sang, here as children, are true no matter what our age may be. It's important for us to think about it from a child's perspective to begin. And so much of my focus this morning will be to children. But all you old children... Feel free to listen in, because we all can learn from truths. Proverbs 20, verses 11 and 12 say this. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even Both of them. Are you a child this morning? You don't have to raise your hands. But the scripture tells us here that even a child is known by his doings. What you do as little children, as big children, and as adult children, you are known by. And it is known whether or not the works, the things, the deeds that you do, whether they are pure and whether they are right. We do a lot of things, don't we? Every day we do a lot of things. And sometimes we don't do some things. And so, here is known by his doings, includes the things that we do do and the things that we don't do. And we're known by them. It's who, it's what we call character. Our character is what we are known for. And are we known for doing things that are right and pure? Or are we known for doing things that are wrong and not good? It says here that even a child is known by his doings. Even a child has what I believe is described as a conscience. And that is something that's inside of each one of us that God has designed that gives us understanding to discern between what is right and wrong. Well, what's discern mean? Discern means to know the difference, to know what is right and what is wrong. And it's there that God has developed even from a child. And here this proverb tells us, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. What is pure? Well, it comes with the idea of being clean. You know, there are some things that you can do that um, Well, just think of some of your doings. When you are playing with your brothers and sisters or you are playing with your friends, is your playing clean? Now, we actually use that in sports, don't we, about playing clean. But is you're playing clean in the sense of, are you kind or are you mean? Do you tell the truth or do you tell lies? You see, what is pure is when you have truth. What is pure is when you are kind. What's unpure, what's not clean, what's not pure is when you are mean and when you tell lies. And you as a child can know the difference. Even a child is known by his doings whether his works are pure and whether they be right. We're in Proverbs. Can you turn back a few pages to Proverbs 14 and verse 12? Because you have to be careful. As time goes by in life... Your conscience is influenced. And sometimes you see things your own way. And you have to be careful as you are looking and doing work, and it's not just work of everything you do, to know if it is pure and if it is right. Is that right and pure because you say so or because God says so? So not only do you have a conscience, that's something inside of you that tells you this is right and this is wrong, you also have God's word that instructs you in knowing what is right and what is wrong. This is why, parents, it is so important that we teach our children in the nurture and admonition, the instruction, the teaching of the Lord from a very young age, because their conscience that God has given to them is there to discern between good and evil to understand the difference. But it also needs to be clearly trained because our hearts will oftentimes lead us astray and we will see things our own way. Look here at Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death. So even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. But how do you know if it is pure and if it is right? First, you have a conscience, but also both children, moms and dads and teachers of children, know that we know what is pure and what is right according to the word of God. Because there is a danger that we will live, our way will be that which seemeth right. We think it's right, but is it right? Well, here are the Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but look at what the rest of the Proverbs says. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Even a child is known by his doings whether his work be pure and whether it be right. And it's not whether it seems to be in our own minds, no matter what our age. But is it pure? Is it right? And the way that we know that hmm, is by the word of God. Now I find it interesting if you turn back to Proverbs chapter twenty and look with me again at this proverb in verse eleven. For a long time, you read the proverb, I've read this proverb, and verse eleven I have taken as a standalone proverb, and I've always thought that the next one was unrelated to the one before. But as I've meditated on the context of this proverb and how it falls in, I think the two are related. The proverb begins and says, even a child is known by his doing, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear, the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. Kids, did you notice in the song that you sang, it talked about doing things when you're all alone and there's no one to see very first verse of the song, when I'm all alone and there's no one to see, no one to tell me how I should be, then God is watching. He sees all I do when I'm all alone. I think verse 12 goes with verse 11. Verse 11 declares, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. Now, why are they connected? Well, let me tell you. Even a child is known by his doings. And you might, as a child, think, Yes, so that means when mom and dad are in the room, I'm good. And I do what I'm supposed to do because mom and dad are watching. But when mom and dad aren't in the room, it doesn't matter what I do. Is that true? Oh, no. And you might think, well, nobody's going to know. Well, that's the reason why the Proverbs, I think, are connected. Because as soon as it declares that a child is known by his doings, it goes on to say that the hearing ear and the seeing eye, which might not be in the room... You might not see any hearing ears or see any seeing eyes watching what you do to know whether or not what you're doing is good. But as you think about the hearing ear and the seeing eye, remember the one who made them sees all. So if you have God, who is the creator of the eyes and the ears, that means that your doings, your works are seen by him, even if there's no other eyes and no other ears listening to your words or watching your doings. God sees all, which is why it's important to know that we walk in his ways. You see, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You don't want to be walking in those ways. If you look at Proverbs 16 and verse 2, it says, all the ways of a man are clean. That's the same Hebrew word translated in Proverbs 20, 11, as pure. Proverbs sixteen two says, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirit. You see, the one who created the ears and the eyes also created your spirit, and he knows your spirit, and he knows everything. And so, you may think that your ways are pure and clean. Is it in your own eyes? Well, as you give consideration, ask that question. Know that the Lord, he weighs, he knows, he knows your spirit. Proverbs 21, 2 says, Every way of a man is right. Same word as in in Proverbs 20. Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the
1: heart.
0: So even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. But it's not about in your own eyes. It's about the Lord. And it's not just about the things that you are doing and your works. It's also about your spirit, that part of you that's on the inside, and also your heart. And even though your outward deeds, your actions, the things that you do, your work may appear to be clean and right, your heart is also important. And the one who made the hearing, ear, and the seeing eyes, he weighs your spirit. He knows your spirit. He understands what it's dealing with. And he also ponders the heart. He knows exactly what's going on, not only on the outside, but also on the inside. The song began, When I'm alone and there's no one to see. Is that ever possible? Well, no, for the song said, Then God is watching. He sees all I do when I'm all alone. How do we know that? Well, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm Chapter 11. Psalm chapter 11. We find that God sees all. He sees everything. And so, even when there's no seeing eye or hearing ear in the room watching us, God is still watching us. Not only weighing our spirits and pondering our hearts, but He's watching all that we do. For it tells us in Psalm 11:4, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. You see, God, though he be in heaven, he sees every single one of us. All of us he sees, all of the children of men he sees. And his eyelids, it says there, try them. That means that he not only just sees them, but he knows what is right and he knows what is wrong. And he discerns exactly which which is true. In Proverbs 20, in verse 12, we see the hearing eye and the seeing... Yeah, that's not the way it goes. The seeing eye and the hearing ear, God created both of them. And not only did he create both of them, but he himself is a seeing eye and a hearing ear. He sees everything and he hears everything. Proverbs fifteen three declares, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You see, God knows everything. And even on a human level, we can see. We behold a child, and we know that he is, a child is known by his doings. We can know a child by what they do. But more importantly, God does the same. Turn with me back to Deuteronomy chapter 12. God gave some instructions in Deuteronomy to the nation of Israel, and he had some special emphasis to families. And there's some application that we can draw here from these instructions that God gave to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 28, it says this. Observe, the seeing eye, and hear, the hearing ear, all these words which I command thee. Do you want to know whether whether your works are pure and whether they are right? Observe with your seeing eye and hear with your hearing ear all God's words that he has commanded. Here to the nation of Israel was given this promise, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever. When... Thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. You see, we do that which is right and good, not in our own eyes, but in the eyes of God. Even a child is known by his doings. Children... Be wise. Be wise. For in Proverbs 12, 15, it says that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. That means that if you're living, what you're doing is right in your own eyes, and you think it's okay in your own eyes, God says you're a fool. So I say, children, be wise. For the Proverbs for Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So children, even a child is known by his doings, whether his works be right, and whether, whether they be pure and whether they be right. And you may wonder, how do you know? Well, do you hearken as a wise child to wise counsel? Do you Listen. First and most importantly, to the counsel of your Creator who made your eyes and ears and all of you. Do you listen to His counsel as a wise one? Do you listen to your parents, your pastors, your teachers, others? Do you even listen to your friends when they give wise counsel? And are you able to discern when they don't give wise counsel? Be wise. Hearken, that means that you hear and you do something about it. Hearken to wise counsel. You know what? That gives a responsibility to all of us as parents and teachers and friends. Are we giving wise counsel? The instruction to a child, to the wise one, is to hearken to counsel. So, is the counsel that we are giving, is the instruction that we are giving to our little ones, and sometimes our little ones get bigger than us, are we giving to them wise counsel? Even a child is known by his doings. When we see that their works are not right, when they are not pure, how do we correct them? How do we instruct them? Are we instructing them when they are doing what is right and when they are doing what is pure? Parents have a significant role in this. This is the reason why it is so tragic when the conscience and the innocence of a child is trampled upon or defiled. It is a precious gift from God, and it is so important that that innocence and that conscience of a child not be defiled or trampled, but that it be nurtured in truth. And what a travesty it is, is when children continue and even grow up in life and they think evil is good. And sometimes good is evil because they have been deceived. Praise God that his grace is sufficient to overcome the lies. Praise God that his grace is sufficient to overcome the the defilement. Praise God that his truth renews the mind but it causes us to sit up, take heed that we not offend one of these little ones. It is a dreadfully tragic thing when little ones in their conscience, when they are so innocent in developing their understanding of right and wrong, and they are interacting with their conscience that God has given to them, that we come along and not sear that conscience, that we not trample that conscience, but that we, in the, with the word of God, nurture that conscience to know and to understand truth. So very important. And for all of us, I ask this question. What are your doings? Kids, what are your doings? What are your works? What are the things that you do? Are they pure? Are they right? God sees all. Not just, not just are they right and good when people are watching you, But are they pure and right when no one sees but God? Are our ways pure? I'd like to move on to the second verse of the song they sang. He is my father, and he is my friend. He's ever faithful. On him I depend. Oh, how it hurts him. If I am not true, when I am all alone, He is my Father and He is my friend. Can I ask you, children, you sang that song, is it true? Is it true? Is God your Father? Is He your friend? Is He? In Galatians chapter 4, it says, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage. We were slaves, servants of sin. But Galatians says that even so we, when we were children, were in bondage, and skipping down a little bit further, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son to redeem us That we might receive the adoption of sons. Let me tell you, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. If you today think that you have no sin, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us are born sinners, all of us are sinners. All of us are born in bondage to sin, as slaves of sin. But in spite of that fact, God loves us. And in the fullness of time, recording of history, God loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to this earth and he died for my sins and for your sins. Do you know why he died? He died so that he could pay the penalty your sins. I deserve death. I deserve to go to the lake of fire. I deserve to go to hell. But in the fullness of time, in that time in history, God beloved me, and he loves you, and he sent Jesus to die for me and for you so that we could be redeemed. That means bought back. We could be as if we were slaves to sin. We could be bought back from being the slaves of sin and be adopted into the family of God. Galatians 4 tells us that we are redeemed, that we might receive the adoption of sons. We can become the children of God. And then it goes on and tells us in Galatians 4, 6, and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You see, this is really important. Is he your father? Because I'll tell you, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. But if he's not your father, no matter how good your doings are, you will still go to the lake of fire unless God is your father. How is he your father? Well, God so loved the world, that's all of us, including all of the children, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. And here it says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever includes all you children. Do you believe in Jesus, that he died for you, that he was buried and that he rose again, and that he only can forgive your sins and give you life? So the song went, he is my father and he is my friend. He's ever faithful on him, I depend. Oh, how it hurts him if I am not true when I am all alone. I hope that he's your father. And you know, if he's your father, he's also your friend. Jesus said in John 15, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus died for you because he wants to be your friend. He says, ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you that special friendship and relationship we can have with Jesus as we are known by our doings in what is right and in what is pure. That relationship is so precious, the relationship of a friend. You know, we all have friends, I hope, and did you ever find that when you do wrong, to a friend, it hurts your relationship. It hurts. You ever been wronged by a friend? It hurts. Well, just as the song went, he is my father and he is my friend, he's ever faithful and on him I depend. Oh, how it hurts him if I am not true. Just as it's true in earthly friendships here, So it's true that when we don't do what is right, it hurts our friend. Here it speaks of God sending his spirit into our hearts that we can cry, Abba, Father. We can say, call God our daddy. Well, when we do wrong, it tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 that we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. What it means to grieve the Holy Spirit of God is what you sang in the song. Oh, how it hurts him if I am not true. If I am not true in doing what is pure and what is right, it hurts him. The Spirit of God is grieved. He is sad. And that's the reason why it tells us in Ephesians 4.32 that When we are hurting him, it's because we are not letting all bitterness. That's when we won't forgive someone. We always just want to be mad at them. And wrath, that's what boils up inside of us that caused us to hate people. And anger, that's what blows up. And clamor, that's the fighting and the bickering and the arguing and the evil speaking. That's when we don't tell the truth or when we purposely tell lies or say mean things these things need to be put away from us because these are the things that hurt him. These are not things that are true. These are not things that are pure. These are not things that are right. These are things that grieve him,
1: hurt him.
0: We're put them away and put but then it goes on and says in Ephesians 4:32 and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Do we have kindness? Will we obey him and always be kind? Well, you might think that's hard because I, 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 um, I'm not perfect, and neither am I. But you know who is Perfect. And do you know who is always faithful? You're saying, he is my father and he is my friend. He's ever faithful. On him I depend. Oh, how important that phrase is in that song. And that phrase is, in living a life that is pure and is right, is knowing that God is faithful, God is always true, and it's on him we depend Depend means that we trust him. We let him help us to do what's right. In fact, actually, we just let him do what's right through us. It is so important. God made some promises to David. He said to David, My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with you, and in my name shall be your horn. What's that? Your strength. God promises to David that all of his mercy and all of his faithfulness is for him. And you know, we find other promises similar that are true for us who trust in God. God is faithful, he's trustworthy, he's dependable, he is strong, and his mercy is great, and he wants to help us, and he sees how weak it is for us when we are doing these things, and we want to punch our brother. But we know that even a child is known by his doings, and doing that would not be pure and would not be right. It's in that moment that we recognize God is faithful, and on Him I can depend because He alone will help me in this moment to give place to wrath, let it go, not get angry, and rather be kind. And that's just one illustration. It's true in all illustrations, even in the moments when we're all alone and we're tempted to do wrong, and we feel so helpless, so addicted, so trapped. He is ever faithful. Depend on Him. For even a child is known by His doings, and so are we when we're adults. Known by our doings, we need to trust in His faithfulness. In that psalm, Psalm 86, where God's faithfulness and mercy is declared to David and is said that He is to be David's strength, It says that he, in verse 26, shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. That's what all of us can cry out. When we are all alone, or when we are being watched by enemies, or when we are being watched by friends, and we have our doings, and it is hard to do what is right and what is pure, we can cry out, as it says David would, Thou art my Father. Thou art my Father, my God. You are the rock of my salvation. Rock is like the foundation. What holds the building up? What is sure and steadfast? It won't move. What's so important? What is so needed? Another illustration of this is the illustration of the vine. You know, the branches need to be connected to the vine to bring forth fruit. Well, Jesus said that he is the vine. He said in John 15, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth liveth in me, the same bringeth forth much fruit. We bring forth fruit. Those are deeds and doings and works that are good, right, pure. Those things come forth by abiding in Jesus and Jesus abiding in you. For without him, Jesus said, for without me, ye can do nothing. And so, children, you sang so truly. He is my father and he is my friend. He's ever faithful. On him I depend. Oh, how it hurts him if I am not true when I am all alone. And so I hope this morning as you've heard the truths that even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right, that today the last verse of this is your theme. Now, though I'm little, I've made up my mind. I will obey him and always be kind. Then when I'm older, I'll do what is right, even when all alone. I don't care if you're little or you're big. We all can shout this. I will do what's right, even when all alone No matter how old I am, I will obey and I will always be kind. Will you today say this? I'm reminded of Josiah in the Old Testament. You know, he was just a little boy when he was made king, eight years old. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 34. We find this little boy, he didn't have that great of a heritage Yes, he had as his ancestors some good kings, but he had an awful lot of bad kings as well. He wasn't raised in a very good family life. It says that in 2 Chronicles 34 and verse 1 that Josiah was 8 years old when he began to reign. And in verse 2 it says that he did that which was right? In the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. That's interesting. Josiah did that which was right, not in his own eyes, but in the eyes of who? The Lord. In the eyes of the Lord, he did that which was right. The Hebrew word here for right is very fascinating. It is a word that is, is root meaning is that which is straight. That which is straight. Maybe I should use the center aisle here. I'm glad. I'm, I'm actually, Mr. Vanderbilt, you wouldn't know how much I appreciate straight pews. For some months, it, it, it bothers my little, my little orderliness to see the pews doing this all the way down, and now they're all nice and straight. Straight. Right means that which is straight. The straight line defined by God. That's what is right. That which is straight. Here, Josiah, the 8-year-old little boy, has said that he does that which is right in the sight of the Lord. The Lord sees the line straight. Not his own way of seeing the line straight. You ever been mowing a line? And you get all through and done, and it looks straight. And then you turn around. Oh, my. Well, that might be in your own eyes. Well, the question here is God sees the line always from that way, the straight line. Do we do that which is right? Josiah, he did that which was right. Notice here it says that he declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. A child who is doing what is right knows that God, this is the course, this is the way, this is the path that God has set of what is right and good and pure. And as children of all ages, we walk in that right way. We walk in that right way in the sight of God. And you look here, you see the song, it said, Now though I am little, I have made up my mind. I will obey him and always be kind. Then when I'm older, I'll do what is right, even when all alone. Have you made up your mind? Kids, you sang it, but did you really make up your mind? Have you made up your mind that you will do what is right? Well, Josiah, he's one who did that, and it tells us that when he was still yet young, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of his fathers, of his fathers. David particularly, he began to seek after God. You know, that's what was described in the song you sang, though I am little, I've made up my mind. I will obey God and always be kind. Then when I'm older, I'll do what is right. I hope that's true. Those of you who are older, perhaps at one time in your life, you did make up your mind, I will do what is right. And that was easy when you lived at home and mom and dad had created a beautiful greenhouse for you and protected you from temptations and problems and trials and troubles. And then you went and got a job and then you went and were on your own. When you're all alone, will you still do what you made up your mind to do? What is right? You see, this may be something that you today, when you're little, you can make up your mind to do what is right. Josiah did it. I hope that today you will make up your mind to do what is right when you're in little. The song goes, so that when I'm older, I'll do what's right. Well, you know what? I'll give you a little warning. Every day, you need to recognize the faithfulness of God, and on Him alone, you depend. And every day, make up your mind that you will do what is right by His grace and faithfulness and mercy and strength flowing through you. So is it true, now though I am little, I've made up my mind? Can I say this? You may not be little today, you may actually be big. I encourage you to humble yourself as that little child and come to Jesus Sometimes our bigness keeps us away from making up our mind, keeps us away from seeing God's faithfulness and how much we need to depend on him. Sometimes we view ourselves too big. And we all need to view ourselves, though I'm little, though I'm small. Will we view ourselves as God sees us and make up our minds to obey him and always be kind? Even when all alone. The refrain of the song, we haven't talked about it, simply quotes the verse and then makes a statement. For even a child is known by his doings, whether his works be pure and whether they be right. So watch what you do and watch what you say. You start doing right. By starting today. And the last phrase of that song is I'll start doing right today. This morning, will you say that from your heart with full dependence upon God, His faithfulness to be your strength? to do it. Even a child is known by his doings. Even an adult is known by his doings. Whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Will you make up your mind today no matter what is in the past that beginning today you will do what is right and what is pure. Remember with me the words of Deuteronomy Where it says, Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. He is faithful, he is strong, he is dependable. Trust in him, and he will give you the strength to do what is pure and right. And you might say, well, I decided that a long time ago. Good. Decide again today. Today, I will start doing right. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are faithful, that you are dependable, that you are the one who can guide us and fill us with your spirit May we move forth in this life trusting you, doing what is right. Lord, I pray that you would work in the hearts of each one here, each of the children of all ages, that today we would see our lives as you see it, that we would know that you search our hearts, we know that you see our thoughts, we know that you know us (laughs) intimately, completely and thoroughly. And knowing that, may we simply yield to you and let you do what is right and pure in our lives. May the sins, both outward and secret, be repented and forsaken. May we turn to you to find mercy and forgiveness. May our relationship with you as our friend and our poppy, our daddy, our Abba Father, be full and rich. I pray for those here today who are not your children, who have not become your child, that they would believe in Jesus today and be adopted. Lord Jesus, it's not in our own strength. It's not in our own power. It's nothing we can do to live righteously or to save ourselves. It's all of you. And so we bow to you and we ask you to live your life in us and through us for your glory and honor. We praise you now in your name. Amen.